is the magic number. It's the 3x3 Basketball Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and non-binary basketball fans of all ages, races, sexualities, pronouns, and abilities, welcome to the 3x3 Basketball Podcast with me, the Hoops Nerd, Hugh Hopkins. And alongside me, as always, is the producer who can talk ball and control the maestro. It's Mr. Rahul Asnani. Hello there, Mr. Rahul Asnani. How are you? I am well. How's it going? Everything is well on this end of the Zoom uh video so yeah it's i'm virtual I'm, I'm meet the, this virtual, virtual meet. meet that we have here yeah um yeah there's just the two of us here at the moment um but we're gonna hand it over to we don't have the crown prince of 3x3 in the united kingdom mr martin diane but um the reason it's just the two of us is uh i'm actually also going to step away and we're all going to hand over to mr rahul asnani uh because he has a a, a a really cool interview with um, Marina Whittle, um, who you spoke to uh, a little bit earlier. Was Martin on the line as well? No. No. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Marina is a, 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 an Australian 3x3 basketball player um, and is absolutely crushing it right now. Um, and yeah, you, you you spent some time with her. How how was that? It was it was it was probably. You know, in my humble opinion, the best interview I've done, at least. It was super cool. She's super cool. We spoke about her relationship with Annalie Malley, her teammate in 3x3. We spoke about her offensive dominance. We talked about her transition from 5 and 5 to 3 and 3. You know, she's won gold at the Asia Cup. She's recently won bronze at the FIBA 3x3 World Cup. And you know, she spoke about a lot of really important things on, you know, some important issues that need to be talk, talked about in sports and just more about kind of accepting and embracing your own identity, I suppose. Um, it was an amazing conversation and and I'm glad we get to share this conversation with everyone. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear it. So um, w- w- without further ado then, let, let's, let's, let's just dive straight on in with Rahul's interview with Marina Whittle. Right. So, you know, starting off, you know, we, you know, I want to begin with a hearty congratulations on your engagement mm-hmm. with your teammate and partner, Adelie <laughs> Maley. Um, just, you know, just talk about what it's like having the opportunity to play alongside her in 3x3, achieving so much success and, you know, how that even mm-hmm. came to be in the first place. Ah, well, thank you so much. It's it's an awesome uh, life milestone, I guess. It's like an awesome thing that we get to celebrate as um, individuals. But then as teammates, it's even better that we get to play alongside each other and play really, really well, uh, in my opinion. And then also when we do have success, we get to celebrate with each other. So I'm very privileged to share the court with her. She's an amazing basketball player. And I think that like as, as far as basketball players go, I think Anneli and myself, we work really well together. We like we complement each other's games. It's crazy. Like we wouldn't have gotten where we were if we didn't have Anneli as a rebounder and scorer. Um, but I can like push that out to the entire team. Like everyone that steps on court for the Australian team for the Australian Kangaroos, everyone just compliments each other and we want to play for each other. But um, yeah, to do it alongside my fiance is is it's awesome. I'm absolutely sure pumped. Is. And you know, you know what I found kind of cool is. I, I I heard the podcast that you did with Annalie and, mm. there was, and, you know, there was a topic brought up about how do you, you know, separate or compartmentalize 
your life as you know a couple and a life as you know athletes playing together as teammates and you know mm. while many might think that it's not you know something that's quite easy to do but you guys have found it found that process to be quite you, know, you, you can you can quite easily compartmentalize that do you find that to be the case when it comes to 3x3 as well yeah absolutely and i think so first off we got to know each other not as basketball teammates but as right. um people away from the court so when we started playing together it was kind of just a natural organic thing that we enjoyed each other off the court and then on the court it was just so easy um, and then when it comes to playing 3x3, I think because there's less time to actually like feel things out and you've only got 10 minutes, it's 10 minute sprint, 21. I think there's less time to actually feel like anything other than how can we win? How can we get this going? And right. I mean, especially for the Gangaroos culture, like there's no room for malice or aggression or any of those like negative things that can sometimes like come into play with teammates. Um, and we just want to see each other thrive. So like I think that's a pillar of our relationship and it's a pillar of like how we play together as well. So just Absolutely. trying to see yeah. each other thrive. Absolutely. And, you know, how did you originally get into basketball? You know, I think we kind of have this conversation off camera, but just, you know, what is the basketball culture like in Australia? Because normally you wouldn't hear basketball be synonymous with sports culture in Australia. But yeah. again, what, what, like from, just from your perspective, what has the culture been like and how did you get into basketball? Well, personally, I started playing basketball when I was about eight years old. Um, and But in Australia, when it comes to basketball, it's not one of the biggest sports here. You know, we've got so many other competitive, massive sports. We love, we're a very supportive and fun community. And anyone that can get down to Australia, absolutely come visit. It's the sporting capital of this part of the hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to basketball, uh, we talked about it off camera. Uh, it's and especially 3x3 basketball, it hasn't really started to flourish organically mm. like it has over in Europe. So we're trying to like play catch up every time uh, we get onto the court and every time we're at a tournament. And as a country, we're just trying to take massive strides every every tournament and especially leading up to Paris 2024. Um, but basketball, it's amazing. It's re It's been really successful as a five-on-five -five culture in Australia. And for me and my teammates for the 3x3 Gangaroos, we're just trying to make 3x3 just as successful and, I guess, important to Australian culture as well. And, you know, what, what I find kind of cool is when you hear someone talk about 3x3 when they're not from a European country, that that, you know, it's something that's, indoctrinated within them it is just mm. pick up basketball it is street ball right mm. that kind of becomes mm. a more organized out of the game in 3x3 um do you think that is still the case in australia do you think it's still just a pickup style that kind of changes into becoming more you know structured with 3x3 yeah well we've got a very long-standing basketball uh professional basketball league here the WNBL and the nbl and so basketball down in australia is successful it's a different style and we've been training with it forever like most of our kids that are playing basketball at the moment like they only learn five on five so when we think of 3x3 it it was introduced initially as street ball that's how I got into it about five or six years ago now just playing local right. tournaments and that was always the attraction to it like it was fun fast pace you, can, you have more room in the court you can do more with it you've got more decision making more like just so much more fun. And we've got football down in Australia as well, which mm -hmm. is like Australian rules football or Australian football league is super physical, like super just aggressive, physical. You need to be out-skilled, out 
outcompete, outfit each other on the field. So what I like about the extreme, what I think we're starting to move towards is like there is a style that you can play, but it is kind of harnessing that you just need to outcompete. You just need to out almost aggressive, out physical, out skill your opponents. And it's kind of moving away from street ball because we're starting to get the younger generations coming through, which is so awesome to see. So we're starting to see more start, like more like skill and more IQ and more, I guess, concepts starting to grow within 3XO so that hopefully in a few years we can be where France is, where they have a very definitive style of basketball, of 3XO basketball, or China, who have a very mm -hmm. like rock solid style as well. So hopefully the right. Australian, like, we think we're doing okay as the Gangaroo style, but um, yeah, we're really excited for the future of 3x3 down here. And, you know, you mentioned the, the WNBL. Um, I think that just kind of, you know, has me think about the pathway for basketball in Australia, right? Because yeah. to get to the levels of 3x3, which is, you know, a, quite a global sport, um, mm. you have to kind of earn your stripes within five and five for a bit. But do you think that there is a pathway for basketball and kind of growing from just getting into the game to becoming a professional athlete competing mm. in you know all these tournaments do you think there's a pathway for that in Australia yeah I think there is definitely a pathway like we've got a lot of junior programs like junior basketball it's it's popular it's probably um like again like I said before like we've got a lot of competing sports that we that kids can compete with there's definitely a pathway to success there's pathway to colleges to the WNBL to local professional leagues as well as like international ones um but what we're seeing is because we've got such um since we've got so many leagues here in Australia we don't have a crazy amount of people going overseas and when you do see Australians overseas like even guys in the NBL uh, NBA, sorry, even the women in the WNBA, the women over in EuroLeague, EuroCup, like we tend to be, you can kind of tell when Australians on the court, in my opinion, but mm -hmm. there's a pathway here, but there's definitely room for improvement. And like I said, like 3x3 is getting bigger as well. So even that's now a pathway that I think will start to kind of catch on in the next few years as well. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I feel like there's always room for improvement. Of course. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, when you see an Australian overseas, you can tell that, you know, there's an Australian playing on the court. What, like, what does that mean to you? Like, what is the mark of an Australian player mm. on a court? Well, I mean, personally, and I'm quite biased when it comes to it, but, you know, I think we're very, I think we're overall quite skilled players. Uh, and I think overall we're quite, we're quite aggressive and, like just like nitty gritty players, like you tend to see, like we can take a hit and like we can take the the physical side of the sport and like we want we take it and we want to compete harder, you know. Whereas, I mean, I'm not going to speak to anybody else or any other nation or anything, but I think as Australians, we 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 really like the competitiveness of like physical basketball or different types of basketball. Like, not so often do you see players go overseas and only have like one or two seasons like we've got Beck Allen who's been overseas for most of her career I'd say same mm. as Sammy Whitcomb only just came back to the WNBL like a few years ago um Alana Smith has also just gone overseas and she's mm. just been playing the WNBA and she's played in EuroCup this last year so like I feel like Australia and prove me right or wrong but I feel like Australians like we're just very like competitive competitive spirits right and, you know, just for yourself, 
how did you grow from again for, uh, from my understanding you have a mold that you know you're kind of put into when you're kind of growing into becoming an athlete and mm. you know in Australia I, I, again I don't know if that's the case you know in Australia as well but I think that's what the general sense of you know evolution is as an athlete you kind of put into a mold which you kind of which you kind of kind of break out of uh, just you know for you from you know just from even a personal standpoint what is it like that like, just breaking the mold into becoming mm. the athlete that you are now and the and the perception of the athlete that mm. you thought you would be yeah i think there's definitely perhaps like as an overall athlete's athletic perspective but maybe more so basketball because we do have like roles on the court like 1 through 5 I think that you're kind of pigeonholed is my phrase. You get pigeonholed into a position or into a role and you either live up to it or you have to break out of it. And Or sometimes you just kind of get stuck into a role. And for me, I think for the last few years, I've been having to try and break that mould if I wanted to take my career anywhere. So when I started playing 3x3 personally, I was always at like 3, 4, like undersized 4, oversized 3. And it was hard to play in any particular role on court in the five and five world because, you know, fours are probably bigger than me. Threes are probably smaller than me. So there's always kind of a mismatch and mm. where do I fit? So when 3x3 came around, <clears throat> I kind of saw it as an opportunity, as a, as a great opportunity for my particular skill set and also that if I wanted it, if I, if I worked hard enough, I could probably be successful at it. And... Personally, like this last two years has been the most, like the biggest years of my career because it's just changed who I am as an athlete for the last, like if I look back two years ago, I was playing on a bench. I was coming off the bench, playing maybe like 20 minutes a game and like just being a role player. And, but I always knew that I could be a lot better than that. I always perceived myself as being bigger than that. And when you're going through that and like you're stuck kind of in that mold, or in that role, it's kind of hard to fight it, especially if you're having like external, like uh, external val validation by like your minutes or your teammates or like how much you're scoring or whatever. So just always having that internal like drive and, and push. And for me, that was 3x3. Like when I realized that I could get out of this, I could, there was something that completely suited my skill and abilities and size perfectly in my opinion. Um, then I just, I, I saw nothing else once I started playing 3x3. Like it was just, that was my vision. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. You know, do you think that the autonomy that you'd get playing 3x3, you know, it is just three people on the court and you all have to do a little bit of everything. Do you think mm. the freedom you got in those roles and the confidence you got in seeing yourself do well in those roles, do you think that's what was the impetus for you to kind of, take the next step in your you know WNBL career as well yeah absolutely I think that 3x3 really positively impacts any type of basketball that you play but specifically seeing the impact that I couldn't have on 3x3 court even without the basketball especially like even on the defensive end like if you're just a defensive stopper and score when your shot's there and help your team on offense as well I think that like just builds your confidence as well so I think, yeah, that that completely positively impacted my five-on-five five career and within the WNBL. And just seeing what I can do on the court 
It just kind of like breathes fire into your belly, you know? Like it just gets you, it just gets you hot, you know? Like it's like, right. okay, what the hell? Just like there's more people here now, but I can still try and find a way. Like, let's do this. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're talking about 3XP. How did you originally even get into 3XP? How did that opportunity come to be? And what was mm. that transition like for you going from five and five to playing such a global sport and a completely different sport in, you know, mm. 3XP basketball? Yeah. So uh, the NBL down here has an NBL 3X3 hustle program. So they did some pro hustles, I think, six years ago. It would have been before COVID hit. And the oh, the head of 3X3 Australia, who used to be the women's head coach, he's now the men's head coach, David Biwa, he, I knew him personally. He, he worked at the club that I was playing at as well. He coached at the club that I was playing at. And he just suggested that, like, I should go and have a go. He put a team together and he offered me a spot. And I think I played my first hustle, uh, which was just like a pro tournament. And, yeah, I just kind of, my eyes would completely open. I played with Hannah Zavik, Izzy Chilcott and Beck Cole, who used to play on the team. Um, amazing 3x3 players. Beck Cole is like a, a foundational member of 3x3 basketball in Australia. And, you know, I played with her and then during those tournaments as well, I had a chance to play with Alice Koenig, I had a chance to play with Maddie Garrick, Keely Froling and all these <clears throat> amazing 3x3 basketball players that Australia's had. And, yeah, like once I started, I was like, when are we going again? Like I'm just itching to play more. So I got invited to play at the Puerto Rico World Cup qualifiers um, when I was on the squad. I think that was before COVID. And... Yeah, went over to Puerto Rico, saw what the international kind of scope of 3x3 looks like. And I realised that, th like, 3x3 in Australia has, like, no idea. Like, it's so different to international 3x3. Like, you right. cannot, you just need to play international to really understand, like, how big 3x3 is and how, how amazing it is and how hard it is as well. So that was my first eye-opening experience. And, yeah, from there I was hooked. I just... Like we, I'm just itching to get back overseas to start playing more tournaments. And, you know, what was your first experience like competing in like, I think the Asia Cup was your first major tournament for, for free Bizarre X3. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, that was like my, like, I don't really count World Cup qualifiers in Puerto Rico because I was right. this little shell. I had no idea what I was doing. My, I was playing with like very experienced players as well. And I was like, ah, what do I do? But um, <laughs> Asia Cup in, in Singapore last year was... Oh, it was just awesome. We had a team that hadn't played together. And honestly, our first game, I think our first game was against, was it against China or New Zealand? And so that was like New Zealand were kind of familiar with them. But then we played China and it's the same team that just has been winning all the women's series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, they're so good. And we were like, yeah, we're pretty good. Like, we'll see how we go. We're just like, I think we, we beat New Zealand and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. And then we played like world number three at the time, world number two at the time. We're like, oh my god, what? Oh my god! And we lost. It was just such an embarrassing loss. It was so hard for us. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it was awesome though. You, you know what I find pretty cool is because I spoke with Lauren Mansfield a few days ago, and mm. and then I asked her about you know that almost a rivalry with China, right? Because it's been going on since the Asia Cup. And almost every tournament, you know, the, the two teams face off against each yeah. other, right? 
um <laughs> most recently in, in the world cup right it was it was a bronze mm. medal game and you know this time you mm. guys came out on top but what's that dynamic been like for you guys uh it's they china is in my definition our white whale we right. we every time we've come up against them like at uh asia cup last year we lost twice to them and we're like we just need another chance we need another chance we need to get on top of them we need to figure them out and we played them this year. I think we played their under-23s team and um, we were really happy with this year's Asia Cup. And then World Cup was was a really awesome opportunity to go against them again. And it was just like, oh, man, like we we knew, we were talking about it before, we're all about signs and we're all about timing and timing's always so important. And, like, there was just something about the fact that we had to go against China to try and win a bronze at our World Cup. And they almost got us, like... 20 to 21. Are you kidding right. me? Oh my God. Yeah. It, to get over China was, um, it's something that I look forward to doing again. They're, in my opinion, I have so much respect for them as a team. That I so much respect for them as a program. They are amazing. And I just, I want, I just hope, I want to get on top of them again. Like I'm, I'm, I'm dying to play them again so that we can, so we can like prove to ourselves and prove to the rest of the world like that that bronze medal wasn't an accident. We can do it. We're great. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. There's so much respect there, but I would consider them our rivals, them and France. Right, and you know, just mm-hmm. going back to the Asia Cup, right? Because if, yeah. uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the I think when you entered the tournament, it was with Ali Maley at the time. Is that correct? In Singapore last year, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, both years, yeah. Yes, and I think that was, and again, the the way the rules are in Singapore, it was illegal to, yeah. you know, be a same sex couple at the time, and and mm. you know, what was that experience like? You know, being in the country where the rules are just, you know, so, I suppose, alien to you know Western civilization, and you know, just how things are progressive uh, are progressing, right? Mm. And just, you yeah. know, what was it for you? What was it like for you to experience that? And mm. did you feel like when you were in those scenarios that you felt you weren't like, did you have to, did you have to be more careful and just, you know, be more mindful mm. of how things are? I think so. Save three X3, I felt completely safe the entire time. Like I felt safe, secure. I didn't have many, any concerns. Um, and it was only brought to my attention on the flight over. I think last year, Anneli was looking up, like, you know, things to do, things to be aware of when we're entering a new country. It was our first time overseas as this three, three teams. So we were like, what do we need to do? And then she showed me the rules and, like, the cultural, um, I guess, standards or expectations and just different different cultures, right? And for me, it did, I was a little bit concerned just because, you know, entering another country doesn't speak not an English primarily speaking country. I was just like a little bit concerned. Um, but then because it's practically run by Fever 3 and we didn't really go out into public too much. We just knew that, you know, we had to respect the laws and traditions of the country that we're in. Um, and definitely it is different to what we're used to in Australia and it's not as progressive, but, you know, you have to respect the rules of the country that you're in um, whilst also making sure that, like, I didn't feel like I was you know, 
going against my morals and my values and I wasn't like living up to who I am as a human. So that was why this year when we won, it was so important for us to get that photo with the trophy um, when we're kissing with the trophy in Singapore. So that was really like, we just thought that that was really important for us as individuals being there a few times and also great visibility for anyone going through anything for LGBTQI but hate. Oh my God. Please take your time. I, I'm so sorry. I, I know that you had a rough week. So, you know, please take your time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was different for sure. Cause like where like Australia is very westernized, very uh, supported back here. And it was, um, yeah, it was interesting. We said to be aware of like who was watching us. We didn't know what, like if we'd get in trouble for holding hands when we're going to get a Starbucks or anything. So like, and we felt very safe with the team. And if you've seen any photos of our team as well, when we're overseas, like we're all holding hands and we're all always like, I think there's a video of me kissing all of my teammates' heads in the World Cup. So we're a very lovely team. Right. And, you know, just on a personal level for you, mm. you know, you, you know, as an athlete, you know, you have grown so much, you know, through three, actually through basketball. Um, just what's been your perspective of the growth that you've experienced in your life and how you see yourself and what you are capable of, you know, just, you know, physically, you know, as an athlete, you know, the growth you've had. And do you see that in any way different from how you thought things would be growing up and, and how, how this progressed over time for yourself? Hmm. Great question. I reckon that... When you're younger, you have this idea that you can do everything, right? Like you always think, yeah, I could do, <clears throat> I could be rocket scientist. Some kids want to be rock stars. I wanted to be an Olympian, right? But the way that my career was really putting out, like it didn't, it wasn't really realistically an option. Like I wasn't on Opal squads or anything and I wasn't, well, I hadn't been a WNBL starter yet. So for me, my true growth as an athlete has been, I guess recognized through playing 3x3 and it's been the greatest gift I've ever been given is that it actually helped me realize my true capacity like my what I can actually do if I'm when I believe in myself and when I'm and I have an opportunity as well like playing WNBL and playing five on five like there was always that like uncertainty like we talked about roles and and getting kind of stuck into a mold and having to try and break out of that was like quite intimidating and when you feel like you're about to break through there's just something that was always just kind of like popping me back in whether it be like court time or something so like three I owe everything like in my opinion 3x3 has really helped me realise the player and athlete that I can be and the, the actual, like, what I'm capable of, truly. And my confidence in the last two years has gone from, like, reasonably good to now, like, sky high. And obviously, like, I'm humble and, I'm, and I have humility as well with my capacity and what, um, like, challenges that are in front of me. And like my potential flaws and all that good stuff. And I don't want to stop working and you always get to continue working. But now that I've been able to actually, you know, have the rock in my hand, be a part of a successful team, witness my teammates' success and, you know, play for my country and play on the world stage and play amazing international basketball and go against amazing players. It's just, oh, 
I could get emotional thinking about how like I'm just so happy with who I have become as a player and kind of like scary as well because I've reached that point at the World Cup this year and now I just like I'm trying to build now like now I'm mm. trying to build to the Olympic qualifiers now I'm trying to build to the next World Cup trying to build Australia as like a rock solid pillar of 3x3 basketball in the international world that like, I want us to stay at least in the top five for the next forever and we've been getting a lot of rose golds and we're we're we've got our eyes on gold and I really want to help Australia get there and as an athlete I feel like I'm able to help my team and I feel like my teammates are able to help us get them yeah there's not enough there's not more words that I can say that I haven't already it's just I yeah I really I'm a completely changed human as to when comparing who I was two or three years ago I'm a completely different athlete now and you know are you hear the discourse on women's sports a lot nowadays you know especially over mm. you know the last few days you know with the WNBA all-star weekend taking place and you know you see yeah. so many cool moments come from it you see how you know, the men's NBA kind of feels like they are a part of this as a, a, a together almost and then there's an almost mm. separate discussion going on on social media that kind of tarnishes the way mm. you know something so cool is seen right um mm. but just in terms of 3x3 and I've kind of had this conversation with some of the people where I think 3x3 is such a great vehicle to promote women's sports because yeah. it's just you just see how talented every single athlete who takes the court is and you see them mm. highlight every single aspect of their game um and you know I think it's such a great tool or resource that can kind of help promote women's sports um just for yourself you know if again considering that is something that 3x3 is able to achieve and you know can inspire a lot of young women who want to get into mm. you know 3x3 basketball who want to kind of express themselves even just beyond basketball right if they see mm. an opportunity to express themselves and if they see someone on the court who is quite unabashedly themselves who's able to kind of Mm. appreciate that journey and kind of express it on the court what mm. does that mean to you that you know while just playing 3x3 you're able to inspire a generation to not only get into basketball but also be more confident in who they are wow yeah I first off I think that 3x3 does a great job of just the visibility of women's sports and men's sports and then also para and able-bodied as well like during the commonwealth games there was wheelchair basketball uh wheelchair 3x3 basketball and at every level and every gender and every capacity it is such an uplifting community i think that when i think of 3x3 i think of it more of a community rather than Obviously, like when we're on the court, we're super competitive, but like the 3x3 world is just, it's its all-inclusive, it's supportive, it's engaging, it's like, it's uplifting. Yeah, it's an uplifting community. And when I think of, you know, being a role model for younger kids and younger female athletes and just anyone, I guess, who aspires to play basketball or at least to enjoy themselves on the court, I think that 3x3 is awesome for that. But then... What I love even more about my experience playing 3x3 is that 
truly, I believe that kids are watching our games and seeing how much fun that we're having with ourselves and with our teammates. And then you see the off-court stuff or even like the after games or in the in-betweens, when you see players and you get to get to meet the players, you get to understand the players, like you get to know all about my tattoos and you get to know me as a part like me as a partner to my beautiful teammate and beautiful fiance. And it's just like there is no reason why we shouldn't be talking about athletes as people as well. And what I love is that you're able to understand us and you're able to celebrate us as humans first. And then like secondly as amazing basketball players. Right. So I think like I think like the it I mean it's all about visibility and it's all about like social media, but it's it's just second to none and I think it's a great channel to like build up like our juniors coming through and also to just build up female sports and what the last thing what I love so much is that like the Latvian guys and the French guys of the World Cup were talking to all of us and like we were all high-fiving each other like Latvia and ourselves were high-fiving because we both got bronze I'm like ah we want the gold, but, you know, we're so happy to be here and just sharing that with other male elite athletes and actually, like, just working together and talking and having such a community off the court. It's just, yeah, it's just an awesome environment. It's an awesome community to be a part of. Yeah, I love it. It's great. And just, you know, final question. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I usually ask, you know, what do you hope to achieve in the 2XV world, right? Um, but, yeah. you know, just, the you know, the way you kind of highlight different aspects of yourself that you're kind of able to express on the court right now, you know, whether, you know, you whether it be representing the LGBTQIA plus community or, you know, just mm. a body acceptance or you know, body positivity mm. or advocating for mm. mental health and, or for, mm. you know, or just for women's sports, you know, just how mm. do you, what do you still hope to achieve in, through, mm. in the three X three sphere while also highlighting a lot of these positive virtues that need to be spoken about in sports? I still hope to be a voice for, I guess, like the unique individuals out there, the ones that are kind of facing like mental health issues, struggling to, you know, maybe realize their sexuality or don't feel super comfortable talking about the sexuality. I think that me as myself, I'm a complete open book. And if you've ever seen me around a court, around a stadium, around like just in general, I'm a bit silly too. Like I just, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I'm a bit like, it's, I'm like, I'm just cool. I'm like, I hate that I say that I'm cool. I always get back to that. But um, you, you are I'm cool, like, right? It's just, it's cool to own it, right? <laughs> I've got tattoos, man. <laughs> Play basketball. Nah, but like, you know, I'm an honest human. And I think that if we can just like continue to live honestly and like supportive of one another, and like that's what 3x3 is trying to do. It's just like, it just does nothing but good for humans and for everyone. And as far as like on the court and with basketball, I personally want to get Australia to a level where we are dominant and we are a dominant country and, and people fear to come against us on the basketball court. Um, that's my big picture. But my little picture is the Olympic qualifying tournament and getting to the Olympics. That's that's always everyone's dream as a child is to go to the Olympics. But we need to get there. We're trying to get there. And we're also trying to get onto this women's series that the FIBA 3X3 has at the moment so that we can go up against all of these amazing countries that are playing like every other weekend because that's where it happens. It's like you can't wait till these like major tournaments to try and get better, you know. That's when everyone comes to play. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for where 3X3 is going and where Australian 3X3 is going too. Absolutely. 
And, you know, I, I kind of said this to you off camera, but just Australia is the most fun and most ruthless team to watch when they take to the court, right? Just the way you execute, mm. it's just absolutely amazing. And again, I wish you guys all the success going forward. And on a personal note, I was super nervous for this interview because I, I heard your interview with Ali Maley and I was just so enamored by your personality and your way and your ability to express so many important issues, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. what I find really cool. And I think that's what 3XV should be about, about highlighting so many awesome things about people in the sports sphere. So again, thank you so much for taking the time and I wish you the best going forward. Nah, thank you so much. This has been, I love talking 3XV and I love talking about everything going on in the world. So I'm a major fan of everything that you're doing too. Like, keep it up. 3XV is in good hands, my man. Um, but thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome.